Yo, what is up, chumps? Welcome back to the Fantasy Chumps podcast. We have a full crew this time. We are not live. Strictly back to the usual, which is honestly okay with me. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. But hope you guys all had a Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. <clears throat> and you'll have a great New Year's coming up. Got any big plans for it, Nate? No, no big plans, really. I think uh, I'll have uh, my older brothers coming back in town. So I think we'll probably try and do something with him and a couple of his friends, a couple of our friends. We'll, we'll figure something out. But I'm, I'm not a huge uh, New Year's New Year's Eve kind of partier. I feel like sometimes it's I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to plan a perfect New Year's Eve night. I'm more more content just watching some football games and <laughs> and sitting back. <laughs> Well, I will definitely be watching a football game. But, yeah, no, I, I kind of think it's a little overrated, too. Uh, do you agree with that, John? Or Yeah, it's a big production for what mm-hmm. really seems like, I don't know. I mean, it's cool, I guess. Like, hey, Happy New Year. But uh, it was always one of those things that was, as a kid, you're like, oh, I can stay up till midnight? Like, this is, <laughs> this is the best holiday ever. Dude, <laughs> you, know, you know, as a kid – like we were just like oh there's a chance i could kiss a girl tonight so but that was i I was gonna bring it up that was always the awkward thing because i spent new year's eve with my family and so Mm. like my mom and dad would kiss and like my aunt and my uncle would kiss and then i would be standing there with like myself and the dog (laughs) and it's like wait you didn't didn't kiss your dog no no come on john i'm one of those people that like if a dog licks my face like i need to take a shower uh i'm not (laughs) i'm not about that so yeah, not, I don't like it when they look my face. Um, yeah, so I'd say it was just more of like a kind of a weird holiday. It's not. Yeah. It's not even a holiday. Like it's nothing. It's just a new year. I don't know. Get no, I it. understand. Grow you up. Know, it... Grow up, people. Figure it out. <laughs> That's what I'm so saying. basically, it sounds like we're all like, you know, selling our stock on New Year's Eve, which is a great transition to Nate's subject this week. Since wow. you missed last week, he was thinking all about it. Nate, tell us what you got in mind. All right, yeah. So I got a little segment planned for us, um, and it kind of uh, came to me while I was just watching last week's NFL games. Um, it was just taking some note of certain players that maybe I wasn't super high on going into this last off season, but have definitely exceeded whatever expectations I had for them and uh, are really probably people that I want to pay attention to going forward as we approach this upcoming off season. Um, So I just jotted down a few guys names that um, a couple of them are going to be value focused as in people that I think are, are really good players that maybe won't have as high of an ADP next year as maybe they should or that their, their talent should, uh, should, should give them. So um, that's kind of where I'm focusing on. I know John kind of went a little different route, um, focusing on more of guys coming up on contract years. And as we all know, contract years undefeated. Uh, we've got a lot of examples of that from this year. And then uh, okay. Leighton, I don't, I don't really know what you're going with. What's, what's your route with this one? I'm just contributing to those two. And then, you know, Helping out. Just along for the but, ride. Yeah, I mean. Just happy to be here. Yeah, I'm just I'm kind of happy to be here. I planned the live one last week, so that was my contribution. <laughs> How did that go? 
How was how was it doing it live? It was it was a lot of fun. It was John. Did you think it was a little like I don't want to say weird, but like different? No, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. It it just it brings a whole new like aspect of I don't know. Just the interaction is much different in person than over Skype or Zoom or whatever. So yeah, yeah. Yep, just <laughs> candid, candid reactions. Yep, gotta love that. All right, well, I'll get us started here. Um, so, sorry, my sorry, player... I, I need, I need to get it together. Sorry, that's my fault. <laughs> All right, let's go. <clears throat> so, my first player that I am going to be focusing on um, is kind of a guy that I think has had a really good 2022 season so far. Um, and I think it's going to be somebody I'm targeting for redraft next year, or we'll be at least interested to see kind of where their ADP range comes in at. Um, and also somebody that I'll be targeting for dynasty purposes as well as maybe a potential trade target. So my first guy is Devonte Smith from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so in 2021, he played actually the full season. He played a full 17 games. Recorded 900 yards receiving, caught 64 balls, five touchdowns, finished as the wide receiver 29 in PPR. Um, honestly, for a rookie year, this was a pretty solid season. The Eagles offense was not uh, not very good last year, honestly, uh, at least compared to what they are this year. So in 2022 now, through 15 games, he's put up 1,000 yards. He's got 79 catches, seven touchdowns, um, and he is the current wide receiver nine, which is insane to think about. Um, he's had a couple – he's kind of a, a boomer bust player, I think, and that just kind of sometimes comes with being in more of a rushing-focused offense and also being around. Um, I think there's just going to be games where maybe he's not the focal point. But he is somebody also that can give you a 35-point game um, probably two to four times a year. Um, so I think he kind of just live with the bad um, and take the good as it comes. So Devontae Smith is definitely somebody that I'm targeting going to this offseason. Um, one thing that I was kind of looking at was – so he's currently the wide receiver nine. So if he finished this season as the wide receiver nine for PPR um, – I looked back in a in the 2021 wide receiver nine finish was Mike Evans, um, and then Mike Evans ADP in the following season he was 26th overall, so he was kind of like a middle late third round pick, um, and kind of my argument here is I don't think Devonte Smith is going to see that jump in ADP. Uh, just because he's kind of the the wide receiver two behind AJ Brown and got Jalen Hurts there, who's going to be probably the main threat in that offense. So I think you're going to see his ADP trickle down into the fourth, maybe maybe early fifth round, um, which I think he's definitely worth taking a swing on there. So I don't I don't know what you guys think about that. He's just kind of a guy that's flown <laughs> under the radar for me this year. He's number number nine on the year. He is. Yeah. He did just have a big game against the cow against the Cowboys, but yeah. still, it, it, when you go it, back and look, he's done it quietly because, like yeah. Nate said, he has had the boomer bust type games, but he's also he's <laughs> he's been consistently 
involved at a much higher level over the past seven games, eight games than he was in the beginning of the season. So I, I completely agree. I like Devonta Smith for next year. Yeah, he. I didn't realize this because um, his a lot of his big games been coming like recently. Obviously, last week, yeah, against the Cowboys. Um, but I didn't realize that he he's still like wide receiver seventeen on a per game basis, which is still that's still pretty solid. I mean, especially if he gets a little bit more consistent. I I don't really know where you could go wrong there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So he, he was kind of my guy that I wanted to focus on. Um, I guess who wants to go next? John, do you want to you want to give us uh, a contract year guy that you're kind of zeroing in on? Yeah, I'll jump into one. Um, the I'm going to save the best for last. I think um, oh, nice. the one the, the, the one that I'm going to highlight, I don't think any of us are going to be super high on just because of the situation that he's in. Um, so you guys, you have the short list of players who I like for next year, but I, I probably like him the least. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you four categories, and I'm going to okay. see if you guys can guess the player that I'm talking about. So these are all on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, for the organization, I gave the organization a 2 out of 10. He is – no, close. Uh, <laughs> honestly, the Browns are probably better than this organization. Yikes. <laughs> uh, his I, his QB rating, I gave his quarterback a 7 out of 10. The situation that he has with the offense, I gave a 5 out of 10. And I'm actually – I'm not going to give you the depth chart because I think that would give it away. But who do you mm. think I'm talking about? I think I know. Is it is it Hollywood Brown? It is Hollywood Brown. So it's a tough one. Uh, the, the Browns dig that I took on the – Cardinals might be a little rough, but <laughs> he's he's going into a contract year. He's going to be playing at age 26 next season. Um, I highlight that because I went and looked back over the past five years of so going back to 2018. I looked at two things. I looked at the age for the top 10 at the wide receiver position. And I also looked at the average age per position rank for wide receivers. So, for example, the number one wide receiver has averaged an age of being 25.8 years old over the past five years. For the top 10 average in whole, the average age is 26 years old. So, you know, again, not that age is everything because there's a lot of 26-year-old wide receivers in the league, but he is the only notable wide receiver that will be playing as a 26-year-old on his contract year, which I think is at least substantial. I think it's worth noting because he's not going to be a guy that's going to be a, a high draft capital pick, at least in my brain, because he does have to still deal with DeAndre Hopkins. But with Hopkins, he's going to be playing at age 31 next year, which I went and looked back over the past five years. How many wide receivers do you think have finished in the top 10 at age 31? Or older. In the past how many years? Five. Ooh. Like two? One? The answer is zero. Oh, I was closer. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I was wrong. I was wrong. Uh, there is one. There was one at age 32, and I'm pretty sure 
I can't remember. I didn't write down the names because there there was just so much data that I didn't want to take the time to write down the names with it. But it was in 2019, and they finished as wide receiver seven. Give me just a second. I can tell you who that was. Do you want us to guess while we're waiting? Yeah, sure. That'd in be... 2019? 2019, wide receiver seven. Oh, yeah. This guy, yeah. Duh. Is he still playing? No. Oh, wait. I would be surprised if either of you got this. Wide receiver seven, 32. Uh, Go ahead, Nate. I was going to say Antonio Brown, but I don't no, even I know if he played in 2019. I think he's younger than that. No, he's definitely playing. Uh, I'm torn between like three guys. It's probably not any of them. Oh, wait. Larry no, that was a good guess, but it is not Larry. It is Julian Edelman. Wow. Yeah, you know, um, it was definitely not on my short list. He was wide receiver seven back in 2019 at age 32. He is the only wide receiver older than 30 years old. They're 31 years older, older to finish in the top 10 at the wide receiver position in the last five years. So mm. DeAndre Hopkins, I, I think, is an incredible talent. I think that there has been enough hype in the Cardinals organization, the Cardinals offense to in years past, I would have said, yeah, that I think that a 31 year old D hop can be a top 10 wide receiver. I don't know if he can. So Marquise Brown, I think there's a case to be made that he is worth your, I don't know, fourth round pick. No way. You don't think so on a contract year with an aging star ahead of him that's probably going to get more attention from the defense than he will. And don't forget, like, Hollywood started out hot whenever Hopkins wasn't on the field. Not that he will be off the field next year, but he's going to be a year older. I think injuries become more of a concern, and he's going to be less involved. I really don't think fourth round is too egregious there. I think the thing for me was I was thinking, like, six. I think you'll for sure be able to get him in the fourth is my point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think you can expect to take him with your sixth round pick. Okay. Yeah. I get what you're um, yeah, I think, yeah, his ADP will have a lot to do with Kyler's energy or injury and recovery 100%. timeline, I think. But I, I definitely, I don't know. I don't think fourth round is too bad or too outlandish. Yeah, I think somewhere in four to six. I love that player, though. I think that's a good target. Yeah. And I, again, I don't think he's going to have much hype. I mean, I don't even know where he ranks right now, but I don't think he's going to have a ton of hype going into this offseason. So he may continue to fall down draft boards. I could see mm-hmm. it. I mean, I, I definitely rather have him on my team than Hopkins. Where do you think he ranks on the season? Oh, I, I already looked. He's oh. 42. I mean, 13 games is not bad. I'm sure per game he's a lot higher. Yeah, because per game he'd probably be around like maybe like. So he started out the year first six games before he was injured. Wide receiver 25, wide receiver 35, wide receiver 3, 11, 10, and 32. Yeah, because he's only half a point back from Devontae Smith and he's wide receiver 17 per points per game. So he's probably like 20 points per game. Yeah. So, I mean. I'm excited about Marquise Brown. I mm-hmm. I really like him going in next year. 
probably a sure. probably a boomer bus guy, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, what were you done with Hollywood? Yeah, I was gonna say one guy I'm super high on for next year is TJ Hawkinson, number two tight end this year. He he's probably gonna be a little bit too rich, I think, for what we want <laughs> what we want to draft right. But ever since he like came to Minnesota, he's just been so consistent and steady. I mean, do you know what week he got traded? Maybe uh, week six. Like, I, I don't remember. But I felt like it was early on, but I could be wrong. November. I, I thought it was like, yeah, it was like right around the deadline. Yeah, so that was probably like, you know, eight games ago. But I mean, just if you look at the past, even like seven games, you have what you know. 16 points, 11 and a half, 8, 15, 7, 12, 8, and then 36. Obviously, this past week is great. But that's without an offseason with a team. And he's going to be also going into a contract. So he's going to be extra motivated. you know. And it seems like Kirk Cousins really likes throwing the ball to him. I mean, he's gotten a lot of targets. So where do you think he go? That's kind of the one question I wanted to take it with. <laughs> Depends on how strong he finishes the season. I will yeah. say. But if you had to guess right now. I'm going to actually go out on limb and say that he finishes. Oh. Or sorry, not that he finishes, that he is drafted oh. ahead of George Kittle next year. And I think he's taken in the. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Fifth, fourth round, fifth, fourth or fifth round. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, I was gonna say wait third even maybe. I mean, if he's if he's the third or fourth tight end off the board, he'd be up there. But it always kind of works out the same way where there's the one tight end who's taken early. It's typically Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. and then there's just like a landslide after that. So Mark Andrews goes, and George Kittle goes, and Darren Waller goes, and Dalton Schultz, and like Dalton yeah. Schultz wasn't quite in that tier, but it's just like. After after that second guy drops off the board, which will be Mark Andrews, I don't think TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle, Waller might still be in the conversation. I don't know. Where does Pitts go? I don't want to talk about it. All right, sorry, we're getting too much into <laughs> But I was just like, that that's just crazy because like, what did he go at this year? Like maybe the twelfth round or tenth round or something like that. I got him. I feel like I got him in our league in probably like the seventh, honestly. Like okay, he still, so it still was earlier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds a little more accurate. Okay, but I mean, I'm just really excited to see what happens for the rest of the season. And you know, if that's guy you can get like in the fifth round, potentially, I I would really like that for sure because Kelsey's going to go in the first round. Mm-hmm. Like that's just if he doesn't, then if he doesn't, can... there's something wrong. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like that's a long way for people to go in your draft without taking a tight end. So if like Mark Andrews goes in the third or fourth, don't be afraid to take Hawkinson later. I'm, I'm really high on him next year, especially with the contract, your motivation. I think he's clearly the second option in the passing offense. If you ask me. Yeah. Besides KJ Osborne. Well, okay. <laughs> the, the tight end tight ends will be interesting next year. I feel like, I don't know. Dude, I, I, 
Like, I, I forgot I, about I, Dallas Goddard, too. Like, Goddard's oh, yeah. a great tight end, like a good receiving threat and a good offense. Dude, if Evan Ingram comes back to Jacksonville, yeah. I mean. Yeah, he's 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 a tight end three right now, isn't he? Uh, Evan Ingram's tight end five right now. By I think Hawkinson like, is tight end three. Points. Hawkinson's tight end two right now. Wow, he passed Mark Andrews. Oh, he's ahead of Mark Andrews by 28 points with PPR scoring. Uh, wow. Which is I crazy. feel like I fall into this trap every year. And I'm like, oh, yeah, next year will be the year of tight end. Like, it's going to be no. great. It's, it's, oh, I'm going to have so much fun. And then, <laughs> see, it, it never happens. But one, I think I've, I've said this a couple times. I think next offseason going into the draft will be the most different and wild, like, compared to any other year. Cause, like, you have all the aging running backs. Obviously, we've talked about some aging wide receivers. Tight end's going to be crazy. It, it's just going to be very interesting. I'm really excited for it. But, Nate, did you want to talk about one other, like a couple other guys you're interested in? Yeah. So I just, I mean, there's a lot of guys I could talk about, but I just had one more I wanted to highlight. Uh, mm-hmm. This guy was more of kind of just an eyeball test and like a gut feeling. Like, I don't really have the stats to back it up. <laughs> um, his team sucks partially because he's been all hurt this year. <laughs> My guy is uh, Jerry Judy from the Denver Broncos. So, so far through 2022, he's played 13 games. He's recorded 800 yards, uh, 55 catches, and six touchdowns. So, he's currently wide receiver 28, and he went in the seventh round, I feel like, for most drafts this last year. Um, so, honestly, the way that I'm looking at it is – the Broncos. It the Broncos offense is excruciating to watch, but he's, I think, the best player on their offense. Even when Javante Williams is there, and I think Javante Williams is really good. Yeah. I think Jerry Judy's the most explosive player that they have, and he is like he's demanding the ball, and he's just not getting it. And I don't know if it's. I mean, we know that their coach is inept, former coach, I should say. We know their quarterback yeah. is inept, but I guess I'm saying that. It feels like their offense this year uh, was about as worse as, as it could get. If they can prove <laughs> me wrong next year and be worse, I would be so happy, honestly. <laughs> I'd be fine striking out on this. But uh, I just think that the Broncos' performance as a team may kind of devalue uh, Jerry Judy going into next year, so you might be able to get him at a discount in the offseason. Um, I mean, I just – I feel like – I hope that they can improve their offense and, and get a coach that maybe has a clue what he's doing. Hopefully Russ hasn't lost all ability to throw the ball, and hopefully that they finally realize that Jerry Judy is their best player and their best option there. Um, I think he's the more talented receiver between he and Cortland Sutton. Um, yeah, I, I really sure. think you could see Judy take a big jump next year. And he is a contract year guy. John, Next is that year? true? Uh, that so is... with the fit, with the club, yes, with the yeah. club option, yeah. So if the Broncos pick yeah. up a fifth year option, then no. But I don't know if they would or not. I could see him doing that though. Yeah. So, so I think uh, I think Judy is a good guy to target. Um, I'll be very interested to see kind of where his. ADP comes in around as we get ready for the draft next year. Um, like I said, he was a seventh round pick in most drafts last year for PPR. 
I don't think he'll on that. I think he'll probably fall back a little bit, or maybe even really be around the same area. Yeah. But I, I feel like better. Half, I think. Yeah. I, I think I was in a dilemma this year where I didn't know who was the better option there. We hadn't seen that much Corlin Sutton. We hadn't really seen Judy with a quarterback um, up to this point. I And so I didn't really know who the, who the better receiver was. I think this year we know for sure Judy is is the guy in Denver. Um, so he'd, he'd be somebody that I might be worth – or I might consider taking a risk on in the, in the seventh or eighth round. Sidebar that's related to this topic. <clears throat> who do you think the Broncos long-term head coach is? Because hmm. I'm afraid of who they might bring in. They're not. They're I know. Sean Payton, I know Sean Payton's not going there. <laughs> I don't think he wants anything to do with Russ. I don't think he wants to play Mahomes. <laughs> that too. Uh, that's that's a good question. I don't really know. I don't know who they pick. It's kind of early in the offseason. I could see him going after like a oh the offense coordinator for like the Lions. He's done pretty good or somebody like that. Really, I could see him going for uh, also oh, going Johnson. for like a more proven guy as well so yeah i don't i don't know i, was, I feel like i'm it's scared gonna, that sean sorry go ahead i feel like it's going to be a name that we've seen before i don't think it's going to be some offensive Urban coordinator Meyer. oh please there's please. No, <laughs> way. no way there's no way <laughs> what if the enemy goes there oh my gosh yes please, please. <laughs> <laughs> um one name that was brought up at work today was Kellen Moore. That that um, could be a potential candidate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Um, or Mike McCarthy when the Cowboys hire Sean Payton after losing in the playoffs this year. <laughs> if if McCarthy loses in the first round, do you think I, he gets fired? I, I don't know if he gets fired. If they can get Sean Payton, they will fire him for Sean Payton. <laughs> That's so crazy. He could win coach of the year and he could get fired. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's fired. <laughs> That's wild. I don't disagree. Yeah. I the, think he could. The scariest Sean Payton rumor for me is that Sean Payton could go to the Chargers. See, I and don't so, think he – go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm really, like, low-key glad that the Chargers clinched a playoff spot because See, that's I feel thing. like now that they can't fire Staley yet. No, because if Staley misses the playoffs again this year, he's gone. But since yeah. he made it, it's like oh, okay. And especially if they like put up, a they shouldn't fight keep or him win. though. He should not be the coach of the Chargers, no. in my opinion. He should not be exactly. No, he shouldn't be. But it's not up to us. So I hope I do. I do think this locks him in for like one more year at least, or at least yeah. the start of yeah, next yeah. year. And hopefully, mm-hmm. Sean Payton's off the board by then in in the NFC. <laughs> I think he will be in the NFC. But one thing. John, did you have another guy to talk about? Sorry, I kind of skipped over you. Um, I've got a few. I'll I'll breeze through them briefly. Uh, Gabe it. Davis is another contract guy Blue. that I'm I'm looking out for just because the Bills aren't going to be able to make any moves because they were morons this offseason and paid Von Miller for one year and he didn't get to play. So <laughs> wait, we back? Go go Bills. Um. Yeah, but he's not. He's gonna be thirty three or thirty four next year. Like they they essentially paid him to play this season and win a Super Bowl, and it didn't work. 
So well, when you go, put it that way, go, go, go ahead. Uh, they're locked up with their guys. They've they've already put their money on the table, so they're not going to bring anybody new in unless they draft somebody. I don't see them drafting a receiver though. So I think Gabe Davis is locked into that number two wide receiver role. In the event that anything ever happens to Stephon Diggs, oh my goodness. Like, I think Gabe Davis instantly becomes a top 10 wide receiver without any consideration. Yeah, I can see that. And sure. I'm just, I'm going to check Diggs' age quickly. I think he's 29, 28 or 29. Oh, that's not great. Right. He is 29 years old. So, the shelf life for Stephon so Diggs is one season if you're looking at top 10 fantasy football wide receivers could be the year that Gabe Davis breaks out as well. It could come a year early because he is going to be on that contract year. He's going to want to get paid. And I think that this is kind of like a stepping stone season for Gabe Davis. There was so much hype coming in to this year that I think he could almost be like a post hype sleeper in next year's draft because he didn't quite hit the mark that I think everybody was expecting him to hit. He's in the contract year and he's in a good Mm -hmm. offense. So Gabe Davis, uh, uh, yeah, the the Bills, they're okay on offense. They can score sometimes. <laughs> Hopefully they score not very many points this week. I'd be okay with zero points. That would be good for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, Gabe Davis. I, you, I don't know. Where, where did he go? Nate, do you, have that, do you have that list pulled up still, Nate? Yeah, I can pull this up real quick. You want to know where he went ADP this year? Yeah, check on where yeah. his ADP was. Because I, that, I don't yeah. know, like seventh round maybe? No, because I took him. It's, yeah, seventh or eighth round, I'm pretty sure. It was, um, yep, about seventh round. He was overall about 66 for consensus. Yeah, I drafted him. Yeah. Um, That's what I mean. Kind of like he's kind of that post type sleeper Category. For sure. So you know who's a who's a post type sleeper because he hasn't played this year. Calvin Ridley, baby. I am. <laughs> I don't know what to think of this guy. I kind of forgot he existed, and then, uh, sorry, my eye was itching. But like when he played, he was pretty good, and he's on the Falcons too. Like the Falcons weren't very good as the year he you know bet on them to lose. I bet, and I just think he could. Do you guys think he could go off next year, or am I just crazy? I 100% believe that he could go off next year. He's also in a contract year. That Right. That's that's Fun the fact. reason. Yeah. That is the, the primary reason, along with Trevor I'm Lawrence gonna, and his progression. That. I'm kind of yes. thinking that maybe Calvin Ridley does not go off next year. I don't know. Really? He's, he's 28 or 29 now. Yeah, he'll be uh he'll be 29. 28. 20, nope. 29. He just turned I, I don't 28 know. actually 2 weeks ago. Happy belated birthday, Calvin Ridley. Okay. I mean, I guess I don't know what he was up to during the off season. Uh hopefully not putting any parlay. No, he is the guy for that yeah. now. Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like <laughs> I feel like yeah, missing a full season in uh I don't know, at that point in his career that that could set him back a little bit. I mean, I definitely love the situation he's in now in Jacksonville. Um, I mean, it, it'd be he and Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram and 
ETN, I would assume, going oh, forward. Come on. You're not going to talk about Zay Jones? <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what. Oh, yeah. He's here for he's some more years. So I feel like he's getting towards the end. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, he's um, I don't know. I, I'm i not overhyped on, uh, on, on Calvin Ridley going into next year. Yeah. Okay. But I do think you could get him at a discount for sure. For sure. I, is he, I think people is he gonna be drafted? Yeah. Is he? Wait though. Yeah, I he would has to be drafted. I feel like he might be like a like I think I think fourteenth like round ADP. Tenth or eleven. Oh dude dude, sign me sure. up for that. I'm taking that swing yeah. all day. That's the thing, is I think to if you want him, because for sure one other person in your league knows about him and is excited about him. I guarantee it. But, well, two others yeah. in our league. Well, yeah, just throw it out there. But <laughs> so here's a question, actually, just quickly: okay. What would you trade a in? What would you trade for him in Dynasty? Would what you I, trade like a fourth round, a third round pick? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. yeah. Third round picks can turn into quite a bit, and especially if you're only getting them for a year. I mean, I, I'm. If I was competing more, I would definitely do it. <laughs> That's true. But, yeah, they're they're not actually, super hard to come by. Actually, yeah. Make, make some really... offers real quick. It's yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you already know? Pull up the super yeah. app real fast? Yeah. yeah. yeah I, don't Michael. I feel like a, a third-round pick would be worth it. I would be – if I'll I find out a fourth for Calvin Ridley, I'd be all over that. Yeah, 100%. Um, I just feel like the see. miss rate on third rounders is still very high. Like, yeah, a it is very awesome, but for sure, I'll tell you. Give me a second, and I'll tell you who was taken in the third round last year. Okay, was was Romeo Dobbs a third round? He was a fourth round on my team. Ooh, does anybody else? Yeah, does anybody else want to talk about? Or should we just go to the the predictions after John finds this out? I think we should just go to the predictions. Okay. Um, third round pick. Wandale Robinson, Jalen Tolbert, David Bell, Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, my gosh. That hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Zamir White, Trey McBride, Keontae Ingram, John Mechie, Jelani Woods, Daniel Bellinger. Hmm. And then nobody <laughs> significant after that was drafted besides Romeo Dobbs. Isaiah Likely, he's significant. Yeah. Wow. I would love to trade Wandale Robinson for Isaiah Pacheco. I do think Wandale's going to be good. It's a shame that he got hurt, but man, yeah. Pacheco at 304. Wow. Oh, yeah. No, I was annoyed when he got – I was the next guy, too. All right. It's the moment of truth. John, you said you want to do some Super Bowl predictions. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Super Bowl predictions as it stands right now. Let me pull up the seating. Um, I, I, can we get a AFC championship, NFC championship game prediction first before sure. we go into the Super Bowl? Do a little sure. semifinal, yeah. final action. Sorry. I... Should have had this up before. I, I, I didn't throw mine out there. Nate, really Nate go first. <laughs> out or looked up. All right. So I think 
that the AFC Championship is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs at home. <laughs> nope. On the road. On the road against the Buffalo Bills. So I think Chiefs go to Buffalo, play the Bills mm. on the road, and then I think in the NFC, we see the 40 play the Cowboys in the NFC Championship. What? How does that even happen? Is that possible? The 49ers and the Cowboys? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, don't know. The, because I did, it's got to be It'll possible. be a 2 3. Yeah. Why not? So, right now, the, the Cowboys would play the Bucks, and the 49ers are the three seed, so the, it's not possible. Well, it, yeah. Unless no. whoever's well, the we seven seed beats no, it's possible the 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 seven seed would have to beat the uh, the Vikings. <laughs> no, That's because possible. then the Cowboys and Forty ers would play. Oh no, yeah. the Viking it it needs to be chalk, and the Vikings need to beat the Bucks or the the Saints or yeah yeah no, you're right you're right right so the five seed has to win. The Cowboys would then no be the, higher yeah, seed. Yeah, yeah, you're win. right. The Cowboys have to win, and no higher seed can win, and it can be Cowboys and 49ers yeah, in the no, championship. Right. Because the, the, the Eagles Bucks... are locked in, or the 49ers could surpass the Vikings. I don't think that'll happen, but they could, and they could be the two seed. No, you're right. Interesting. This website had it really weird. John, um, who do you got? Okay, so I'm going to say that the Kansas City Chiefs will play the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Championship. The Chiefs are at home. A repeat. In Arrowhead. Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm nervous already. Shiver me timbers. Because, (laughs) yikes. Okay. Big yikes. Uh, On the NFC side, I think it is going to be the Minnesota Vikings and... The Dallas Cowboys. What? Really? Really. I think Kirk <laughs> Cousins finally... No. I think Kirk Cousins finally wins a primetime game. Interesting. Do they have okay, the NFC so... playoff schedule released yet? Because that going to make it... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are time slots, yeah. But yeah. The... Do you think the NFL would like throw a meme at Kirk Cousins and like even though he's no. clearly like not the best NFL game, they no. put him in prime time? No, absolutely. <laughs> <not>. <laughs> All right, so I have the same as John. I have the Chiefs hosting the Bengals. Yeah, I don't love that either, but <laughs> that's what I have so far. And then I'll have the Eagles. Hosting the 49ers. Interesting. Because I, part of me is worried about the Cowboys. But that's my, that's the teams I have. Nate, did you say who would be in the Super Bowl? Yes. Um, I can. You did. I'm going to oh. say the, <laughs> I have to say that the Kansas City Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl. Um, 
they rip Josh Allen's heart out again. We see Stephon Diggs looking at the field as the Chiefs dance on the Bills logo. <laughs> and, it's, and Juju Smith-Schuster is doing a Corvette Corvette in the Love end zone. It. And Stephon Diggs is crying. Michael Jordan meme on Stephon Diggs. And then in the NFC, um, so it would be the 49ers would be hosting the Cowboys, right? In the NFC Championship. Yeah. Correct. If I think the 49ers right would, would win that game and we would see a rematch of a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. Um, and I think the Chiefs would win. Oh, I love it. We're I not that. homers. <laughs> <laughs> Why does anybody want to listen? Yeah, to what? To, yeah. <laughs> Wait, we're not homers. John? Um, we're so good. See who you got. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. The MVP. So obviously, this can be predicted. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the AFC Championship at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. The curse is going to be broken, and um, nope. Joe Burrow is finally going to find his dad in Patrick Mahomes. The NFC. This this is going to be a shocker. The Minnesota Vikings are going Dude. to beat the Dallas Cowboys and play for the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. I would love that. Do you want to... <laughs> I would love it too. <laughs> do you want to put money on that, John? I do not. Uh, okay. And you can go ahead and guess the Kansas City Chiefs will beat the Minnesota Vikings in the Super Bowl. All right. That would Hot be awesome. Up. We'd see Hot the two best players only. in the NFL squaring up in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes and Justin <laughs> MF Jefferson. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. So the Chiefs will beat the Bengals. You know, honestly, I was before Lyle Collins got hurt because he's he tore his ACL he's after the season. Feel bad for the guy. He always gets hurt, but I think that's a huge loss for them. Um and so, without him, I don't think the Chiefs – or I don't think the Bengals would beat the Chiefs again, especially on the road. And I think the Bengals beat the Bills, obviously. So, I think the Chiefs would beat the Bengals and go on to a Super Bowl. I have the Philadelphia Eagles beating the San Francisco 49ers. So, it's the battle of the Kelseys in the Ooh. Super Bowl. And – I think the Eagles will win. <laughs> Dang. So, I thought we were going to go three for three on Chiefs predictions. No, I uh, I think the Eagles' D-line exposes our tackles, and Mahomes is basically just it's just not as bad as the Bucks Super Bowl, but I think that could happen. So I'm going to predict the Eagles winning as of right now. Oh, man. Layton, the eternal optimist. I got to love it. <laughs> Hey, um, you know, honestly, I just didn't want – I was going to say the Chiefs, but then you guys both picked the Chiefs. So I'm going to take the Eagles. <laughs> okay. Is, is this Super Bowl possible? Could the Lions oh play, the, play the no. Jets in the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> no. It is possible. Could we, see, could we see Jared Goff and Zach – nope, Mike White. Mike White. White. Uh, no, Joe Flacco, maybe. No, he, he and, could finally he could get his second ring. No, yep. Could could okay. Yep. Do the Lions even have a chance to make the playoffs? Yeah, 
but they won't. <laughs> um, okay, I, I do have a, a legitimate question. Okay. On on both sides, <laughs> who who's the biggest dark horse that could make the championship game on in either division? Not necessarily make it to the Super Bowl, but who's the biggest dark horse in your eyes? So I used to think it was the Miami Dolphins from the AFC. Uh, I thought they were kind of a dark horse. Turns out they're not good. Yeah. Turns out they're not that good. Uh, (laughs) So they are not my pick for that. I could say the Chargers still could, I think. Like the Chargers are – it seems like they're a different team a little bit when you have Keenan Allen healthy. I don't – the situation is um, is he, he's back? Back is he healthy now yeah he's okay back yeah i mean like with when joey bose is there and they've got don't they have chandler jones or no Clue they have, they have the, Clue he's a raider yeah yeah Clue Mack. yeah i mean it's like they've got the talent i think to make a run i still don't trust their coach at all but uh i'd say the chargers from the afc i don't know do you guys have a another afc pick or an nfc Oh, I have an easy one, but I'll let John go first. So I think that the Chargers are probably the most logical dark horse pick on the AFC side. But I think right now you cannot forget to mention the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's, dude, John, thank you. It's the because, Jaguars. So it's I'm for terrified. Sure the Jaguars. I'm terrified to be the number one seed and have to play either of those teams. I really would rather play the Jaguars, even though I think right now they're probably the better team. But playing a divisional yeah playoff game sounds awful to me yep and i think the chargers could beat us if we play them in the playoffs so i'll take the jaguars rather than the chargers but holy cow that the the afc like they need to they need to shake up the conferences because it's just (laughs) like it's like the mlb and triple a baseball it's just not the same thing but no the the jags all they have to do is win two games yeah easy and once Crazy. the Chargers upset the Bengals, dude, it's easy. That but, would be wild. That'd be wild. Now that that's my clear dark horse for the AFC. My NFC dark horse, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. If they win the final two games, they're in the playoffs, no matter what anybody else does. Apparently, so if they make it, I'm just saying. If they're the seventh seed and the Vikings are the the two seed still, you're telling me the Packers couldn't beat the Vikings and then the Eagles? I could so see it happening. And I think the NFC is way too top-heavy to have anybody else. So That's probably the most logical pick uh, is, is the Packers to be a dark horse to make the NFC championship game. I think that the Buccaneers – even though they're going to be a division winner, I think they're probably a dark horse to make it as well, just because... But, like, nobody doubts Brady, especially in, in the playoffs, but if they make it in with a losing record, like, they have to be a dark horse, right? No? Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Sort of. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. I think yep. the Packers is a good That would have been my pick. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. Well, thanks for joining us for our long episode of the Fantasy Chumps this week. Um, Be sure to follow us on Instagram and good luck in your games this week.